You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, I'm Alfie Scott. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Taylor Swift is coming to Australia and the internet has exploded. Swifties, if you want Eras Tour pre-sale tickets on Wednesday, watch this video. Eras Tour opening night, here are some tips and tricks for my next concert goers. We were waiting for 40 minutes in the queue, like no one had got it in, the website had crashed, and then it kept on saying access denied, like just continuously. The singer has announced tour dates for early next year, and Australian social media has descended into complete chaos this week. As fans try to get their tickets to one of the most anticipated tours of all time. So what are the biggest problems that people are running into? And what lessons can we learn from this absolutely wild week of Swifty pandemonium? Today, we're going to look at how this out-of-control demand for tickets could actually teach us something for future gigs, and what Taylor Swift has accidentally taught us about how ticket sales systems should be improved. But first, your news headlines for Thursday, June 29. A ship carrying the debris of the Titan submersible has arrived back in port in Newfoundland. The Canadian-flagged ship, the Horizon Arctic, carried a remotely operated vehicle that searched the ocean floor not far from the wreck of the Titanic. The owners confirming they've now finished their operation after working around the clock for 10 days straight. Pictures from St John's where the ship docked shows pieces of the Titan being lifted from the ship, including the nose cone with its distinctive circular window. The vessel was destroyed in a catastrophic implosion while descending to study the Titanic wreck. All five people on board were killed. Prince Harry's lawyer says considering the press interest in his client's life and the prevalence of phone hacking at the Mirror Group newspapers during the time, Harry would have been a prime target. The Royals' lawsuit against the group who owns the Daily Mirror, the Sunday Mirror and Sunday People is nearing its end, with claims senior editors and executives knew about the phone hacking between 1991 and 2011 and approved of the practice. MGN is fighting the lawsuit, saying there's no evidence for the accusations, despite already settling more than 600 claims for being involved in unlawful information gathering. Actor Kevin Spacey has begun his trial in the UK for a dozen sex offence charges. The 63-year-old denies the allegations of historic offences allegedly committed against four men between 2001 and 2013, which include incidents of indecent and sexual assault and a more serious offence of causing a person to engage in penetrative sexual activity without consent. The jury was told that this case will attract a lot of media coverage and to avoid that coverage where they can as they prepare to hear the prosecution's opening statements on Friday. There's hope the Reserve Bank will hold off from another rate rise next week with the last piece of the economic puzzle to be delivered today. Figures released by the Australian Bureau of Statistics yesterday confirmed that inflation is dropping, the consumer price index down to 5.6% in May from 6.8% in April. Today, retail trade data will be released with experts saying they predict it to also be down as shoppers tighten their belts even further. Australian consumers have proven to be relatively resilient to the recent economic challenges, but the slowdown was starting to happen, especially for non-essentials, with surveys suggesting there'll be 400,000 fewer people shopping at the end of financial year sales than normal. 
legendary gymnast Simone Biles is planning her return to competition this year. USA Gymnastics announced yesterday that Biles, a seven-time Olympic medalist and 2016 all-round champion, is part of the women's team for the US Classic in August. It's the first event she's competed in since the Tokyo Games, where she started to experience what are called twisties, where she was unable to figure out where she was while airborne. After taking time off to get her head right, Biles has become an advocate for athletes finding space to protect their mental health. That's your latest news headlines in a moment. Today's Deep Dive. US megastar Taylor Swift first announced the Australian leg of her era's tour last week, with two shows in Melbourne and three shows in Sydney scheduled for February next year. Getting hold of era's tour tickets has become the common goal of a massive subset of social media users who are posting their own journeys to securing entry to one of these concerts, and they're doling out advice for other Swifties. I managed to load the Ticketech page, which still Rachel, has some single Go onto your Ticketech, make sure that your address is correct, make sure your credit card's right. Then a box will pop Just up asking check. you to insert your pre-sale code to unlock tickets. But before we dive into the chaos that is trying to buy a ticket to Taylor Swift in 2023, and the lessons fans are learning... Let's take a look at why this tour is such an important milestone in the singer's career. The Eras Tour is Taylor Swift's first in five years, and in that time, she's released four original albums, including Lover, Folklore, Evermore, Your heart was glass, I dropped it, champagne problem. And Midnights, which came out last year. It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. The tour kicked off in March in Arizona, and since then it's gained a huge amount of attention from critics and fans, who have been praising Swift for the three-and-a-half-hour set that spans 44 songs from across all of her albums. Fan videos of the Eras tour are also picking up a huge amount of views online. In fact, if you search the tour's name on TikTok, you're greeted with a massive number of videos that have collectively amassed over 7.7 billion views. But there's also been plenty of controversy attached to the tour, and it's created a bit of bad blood. In the US, Ticketmaster were hit so hard by the flood of fans trying to secure tickets that their website crashed. People ended up frozen out of their place in line and the price of tickets ended up skyrocketing to $42,000 on resale sites. The issues that fans were running into trying to buy tickets through Ticketmaster shone a light on the company's monopoly over concert tickets in the US and its merger with Live Nation. And now Australian Swifties are rushing to get their own tickets and they're quickly discovering that ticket demand is causing major problems here too. The first round of pre-sale Taylor Swift tickets became available at 10am on Monday this week, but they were exclusive to American Express customers and shortly before the pre-sale launched, the website actually crashed for a short time 
We should also note that the American Express presale was only offering two top VIP packages, which came with a concert ticket and some merchandise. Those packages cost either $900 or $1,250. The presales have continued to roll out this week, and cheaper general admission tickets will open on Friday morning. But presale tickets are already being resold online for up to $3,000 each, which is just a little more than the general admission ticket price that maxes out at around $380. The Victorian state government has now taken steps to prevent scalpers from reselling tickets by designating Taylor's two concerts in Melbourne a major event, which means that tickets cannot be resold or listed for sale for more than 110% of the original price. But there are other issues too. Fans living with disabilities have also run into problems while trying to purchase tickets. Amy Evans is a disability advocate and blogger who posted earlier this week on her Instagram that she was feeling exhausted and discriminated against as she tried to purchase tickets to the Eras tour. Amy said that she was unable to purchase tickets to Swift online with everybody else. She wasn't given any guarantee from Ticketek that VIP sections would have wheelchair seats, and she was told that her support worker would need to buy a companion ticket. Amy did eventually manage to pin down pre-sale tickets, but she said she wants to see change with this system. Also, we have to fill out the online form, which for some people, they're not able to fill out an online form, so you couldn't look over the phone on the accessible phone line, also discriminated against some other people with disabilities. So what are the biggest lessons that we've learned from this Taylor Swift chaos? And does there need to be more enforcement of the rules when it comes to these massive events? Jani Blakali is from the consumer advocacy group Choice. Jani, to borrow a term from the COVID era, is the demand for Taylor Swift tickets unprecedented? Have we ever seen anything like this before? Well, I've been reporting on ticket scalping issues for uh, over two years now, and I certainly haven't seen anything like this in terms of the prices that we're seeing and the lengths that people are going to to scalp tickets at, you know, above $4,000, $5,000, $6,000 even. So, yeah, I certainly haven't seen anything like this before. And how is this really shining a light on scalping issues in Australia? Can you talk me through what we're seeing online at the moment and then the calls from groups like Choice to sort of tighten up legislation? Yeah, so we saw that in a matter of hours of limited VIP tickets going on sale on Monday, that they were being scalped for, you know, thousands of dollars above what the original sales price was, which is in clear breach of laws in New South Wales. Those anti-ticket scalping laws limit the reselling to more than 10% above the price that you originally paid for them. And in Victoria, we have similar laws Though it's kind of a loophole or a quirk of the law, they only come into effect after the minister decides that the event is a major event and designates it as such. So we saw the minister come out and designate the event as a major event on Tuesday afternoon. But, you know, by then already thousands of people had bought tickets and resold them for hugely inflated prices to the Melbourne show, which went on sale on Monday. Um, So we think that that's a loophole in the law, the fact that this kind of exorbitant ticket scalping was going on on Monday and early Tuesday and wasn't actually in breach of the legislation at the time. And why do the laws vary from state to state? 
Well, they've all come in at different points in time. Over in WA, for example, they didn't have any anti-ticket scalping legislation until 2021 when, in response to the AFL Grand Final being held over in WA, they introduced legislation. So it's a bit of a piecemeal approach. Each state's laws are slightly different. And we think it's confusing for consumers because at the end of the day, you know, with someone like Taylor Swift only playing shows in Melbourne and Sydney, people will be travelling from interstate to see those concerts. So we think there should be one law and a national approach to this that would simplify things, make it easy for consumers who want to buy tickets, but also people who want to genuinely resell tickets that they've bought and can no longer attend for whatever reason. And are lawmakers receptive to this idea at all? I know that this is obviously something that's come up this week, but has there been discussion before about creating a sort of blanket national approach to scalping? There has been some discussion in the past. I think it's been put on the back burner a little bit. But we think that, you know, hopefully Taylor Swift can be a positive force here and be an impetus for change. We think that it is the time for the national law. And we've seen Taylor Swift inspire law change in other countries due to the huge demand for her concerts. So you never know. So there have been a lot of videos on social media floating around of people giving advice to other fans about how to actually secure Taylor Swift tickets. And I'm wondering if there are any tips that you could give to Taylor Swift fans or really any music fans about how to best go about getting a ticket to an event that has so much demand. I know in my household we can have multiple laptops set up and the phone's going as well and just trying to get as many computers in the queues as possible and hoping that the one of them get through. So maybe the only advice I can give is, you know, to enlist your friends and family and enlist anyone you know with a credit card who can try and help you get through and help you get a ticket. Are companies like Ticketmaster in the US and Ticketek here in Australia actually really prepared for the kind of demand that we're seeing with concerts like Taylor's? Well, yeah, obviously there's always going to be Concerts with such huge demand, there's always going to be some level of glitches and some issues like we saw with the Amex Ticketek pre-sale on Monday. They're obviously expecting this huge demand and doing what they can. The other point I'd like to make is that we think there's a role for search engines to play in stopping ticket scalping. You know, we see the likes of Google accepting ad money from companies like Viagogo to appear at the top of search bars when you search for things like Taylor Swift Concert. So that leads some customers to buy tickets from reselling websites, you know, and they might not even know that it's a reselling website. They might not know that it's not the official seller and that their tickets might not even be guaranteed because they're being unsold. So we think that places like Google and even the regulators should maybe look at stopping some of these reselling websites from appearing as the top post on popular search terms. And are there any kind of real consequences for people who are scalping? Have you seen the law actually enforced in a way that leads you to believe that people will be deterred from trying to do this? Yeah, so each state and territory has different laws and most of them have quite large fines attached. So in New South Wales, it's about $110,000 for a company and up to $22,000 for an individual. And we have seen the laws enforced occasionally and people given fines. And also we saw Viagogo, one of the ticket reselling websites, taken to court in 2020 and given a $7 million fine from the ACCC. 
So these are huge fines, but obviously the profits they make, it's not enough to actually get them to change their practices or deter them because obviously it's still going on. We think that both the state regulators and federal as well can do more in this space to strengthen the legislation and also to actually enforce the legislation that's already there. So we can only hope that the next major event that rolls around like this has shored up its system and the legislation is there to protect fans. But in the meantime, there are going to be tens of thousands of Swifties across Australia at their computers for the next couple of days, doing their best to try and get their hands on tickets to one of the biggest musical events of next year. That's the quickie for today. Thanks so much for joining us. This episode was produced by myself, Elfie Scott, and our executive producer, Callie Borg, with audio production by Tom Lyon. Time.